Hi, this is Deborah, your podcast host for A Positive Influence. In my previous podcast interview with two young disabled guys, we discussed the difficulties they encounter every day, including in the workplace and holidays. Today, we're going to talk about some fantastic services being provided for people with special needs. And I am joined by Andy Mahoney, MBE, owner of 24-7 Limited and Centre Algarve. Andy, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome. Thank you, Deborah, and uh, thank you for having us on. Not at all. Andy, I'd like to start with a, a bit of background about the inspiration behind setting up 24-7 and why you found there was a need for this. I've been doing special needs transport for many years prior to 24-7. My previous business that I had taxis, coaches, lorries, licensing come out for taxis and um, that changed the whole landscape for special needs because the people that were taking special needs children um, to school could no longer do the job that they was and um, councils were struggling. So that was why I then decided that I would change what I was doing and um, just concentrate on uh, on special needs. That was back in 2000, set up 24-7 to, um, to cater purely for school runs, special needs school runs, initially with uh, Essex County Council, then with Hertfordshire. And um, today we now work with well, 70 councils throughout the country. Oh, that's incredible. Was there any um, personal motivation or it was just something that you would saw a need for in the market? No, it was, <laughs> I can't even say it was something that I saw a need for. It was something that a uh, one of the contract officers at Essex County Council at the time, um, um, sadly she's no longer with us, but um, a lady called Thelma kept saying to me, Andy, we need some help. We need some help. We can't get these special needs kids to school. And um, that was when I decided to change things. What was um, the problem with like a standard taxi service? There's a lot of children that need specialist help and um, specialist equipment and drivers that are really suited to, to what they what they do. And a standard taxi service with a lot of these children just doesn't work. Right. And you've got, um, I was looking at some of your statistics, and you are helping like nearly 8,000 passengers now that you currently transport. Where do you operate from, Andy, and what, what areas do you cover? It's every county in the country now. Oh, so it's nationwide. And what are your plans sort of going forward, just to carry on building on that, or what, what do you have in mind? That's right, yeah. We, we will just continue to, uh, to build and offer the services a lot of the, uh, the counties we've opened up since COVID and during COVID. So uh, COVID was obviously not very good. But one thing it had done for 24-7 is it gave us the opportunity to train people over teams to become area directors of different counties and for us to train them and spend a lot of time training without actually being live. So it... it gave us that opportunity to open up in another 27 counties. Oh, that's incredible. That's something really positive off the back of COVID. That's that's really yeah. great. Do you, uh, how do you recruit? We recruit through various me- methods, all of the traditional stuff, Facebook and everything else. And then we obviously interview and do our, our checks, DBS checks, and just make sure that the people that we're recruiting are, are absolutely ideal for the passengers that we take. 
What about sustainability? Uh, this is an important issue. How do you give back to the environment? Okay, so we run a very new fleet of vehicles, probably the newest fleet in the country. Most of our vehicles we dispose of within a year, so they're all up to date, as green and environmentally friendly as they can be. Any electric ones? We bought 100 electric vehicles. Unfortunately, we bought them too early. They didn't work for us. Oh, no. But, so that, 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 didn't, that really didn't work. So in the meanwhile, we've, uh, we've got a tree planting program. Right. This year, this year we've planted 35,000 trees. Oh, that's fabulous. Whereabouts? <laughs> Just everywhere. <laughs> no, no. Um, there's, um, unfortunately, there's some countries that have been absolutely decimated with, uh, with, with trees. And so we are planting mango trees, would you believe? Right. So that uh, impoverished communities can get a bit of employment from planting their mango trees. And then, obviously, future employment, because they're then their mango trees and they then own them for picking and production and export. Oh, I like that. That's a win-win situation. That's great. What particular countries, Andy? That's in Madagascar. Oh, wow. Have you been there? I'm going early <laughs> next year. Oh, that's tremendous. Oh, that's... Oh, oh. Envious. By then, by then, we would have done 100,000 trees and um, oh. in Madagascar, and so we'll be looking at them then. Oh, that's just, just lovely. That's, that's tremendous. In my interview with Charlie and Andre, we covered applying for jobs for those with disabilities and how difficult this is, as many companies are uneducated in their needs. Uh, as an employer, Andy, can you explain how you meet the needs of disabled employees in your companies? Yeah, we have. Okay, so disabled employees in our companies are coming, well, with different requirements, really. So obviously there's the office and administration side, and that's a very easy one to, to cater for. But on the transport side, as long as they pass a group two medical test, then then they're free to, uh, to, go, to go and drive along or be a passenger assistant along with anybody else. Okay, okay. And what about in the workplace, sort of in the offices and things like that? Do you make a lot of adaptabilities, uh, you know, for, for accessibility and things like that? Yeah, our offices are, um, I believe 100% of our offices are accessible. So um, we're, we're very lucky there. Most, most of the offices are quite new. The oldest office that, we've, that we have is our head office. But we've made some extensive conversions there, so that it is fully accessible. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, but uh, going on to the, back to the sustainability part. Yes. We um, we also installed water source heating. Right. So, so the premises are now heated from the lake. Oh gosh. And cooled from the lake in the summer. <laughs> oh, that's that's wonderful. That's really great. You really have got all the sustainability sorted. Uh, what advice would you give other businesses, you know, to re recruiting uh, people with accessibility issues? Well, it, I think that disablement doesn't just come with accessibility. No. There's all sorts of different... Uh, Disabilities. We covered that, um, uh, Charlie and Andre. Yeah, we were saying like there's listening. <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of different disabilities. Yes. Um, in, including those that are 
and not visible. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, you know, where, where they're not visible, we need applicants to be telling us what their disability is or, or, or where their special needs are. Right. Then you just do everything you, you can to make sure that you can accommodate that person. And what you what you find is with somebody that has a disability, if you accommodate them, they give you so much more back. Oh, oh, that's tremendous. No, it's really it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, really worthwhile. Just, just fantastic. Andy, let's now talk about Centre Algarve. Uh, just to give my listeners a bit of history, Andy and I first met when I ran my real estate business in the Algarve. And I sold him an old hotel property from which he created, with incredible vision, a holiday centre where people with special needs and their families can go on holiday with all the necessary facilities to hand. Andy, could you tell us why you decided to do this? <laughs> yeah, I certainly can. But, uh, <laughs> OK, so I have a school transport business, as we've been saying. Yeah. And one of the parents knew that I'd come to Portugal on a regular basis and um, was told that. She asked me if I could find somewhere for her her daughter to come on holiday. And her daughter needed some sim- quite simple things, really, like hoists. Right. And there was nowhere. Looked and looked and looked and there was nowhere on the old girl that could provide a hoist. Goodness. So then I decided that best I have a look for somewhere myself and um, and do something about it. And I looked for a small property. I failed there. And Deborah, I will say that actually what you sold me was a wreck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> it was an abandoned we knew it was an abandoned we knew it was andy but you had the vision you had the vision absolutely (laughs) no windows no doors (laughs) all right all right come on come on there were walls and a roof you know what more did you want (laughs) yeah it did have walls and a roof that was all right actually that was pretty good so that was a good sound base (laughs) Um, so the next thing was was restoring it Yeah. And converting it to be what we needed it to be. What were the main challenges? Planning. Yeah. Planning permission. Right. Portugal understanding <laughs> what, uh, what 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 we wanted because we put things like a um, an education centre in there. Right. So they went, ah, it's a school. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so... It's a um, holiday centre for people with special needs. So it's a hotel. And you look at the (laughs) rules for a hotel in Portugal and actually you've got to let anybody stay there. So no, it's not a hotel. No. Then they decided it was going to be a nursing home. and It took about four years to get a special licence for a a logimento local. Uh, because it's too big, which is basically a house of multiple occupation. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Not too many rooms for that. Oh, no. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're so, you were so determined. This is incredible. So, um, so anyway, we got past all of that in the end. And uh, we've, what we needed to do was build a, a new education centre, a discovery centre, a, a, a zoo, 
swimming Ooh, pool with. Okay. What animals have you got? Uh, uh, the animals are basically things like Mara, Capybara, Wallaby, many, many different birds, coaties, chickens, rabbits, <laughs> all sorts of things. What, do, they like the, do they like the climate, the animals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all meerkats, of course, you know. Oh, um, just tremendous. And a swimming pool, and you say with a, a hoist to get into the pool. Swimming pool with a hoist, a jacuzzi with a hoist. Right. Soft playroom. Yep. Separate kitchen so that parents can cook if they if they need to uh, to cook for any particular reason. And you offer uh, catering as well. Yeah, we offer catering as well. And, of course, every... Um, Really importantly, I think is every room has got um, direct access to outside, so that the the sun and the the smells and that can come directly into the rooms. Oh, it's a wonderful place! Wonderful place, Sandy. Uh, what well, a, what a creation! Um, we rebuilt it with six hundred volunteers all over the world. Wow! Well, what a tremendous achievement, Andy. It's 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 a lovely, lovely thing you've created. Lots of people to help me, Deborah. We're going to come on uh, just a, a little practical question. We're frequently reading in the news of wheelchair users being left stuck on aeroplanes. Do you help coordinate needs in this respect for holidays to Centre Algarve? Yeah, strangely enough, one of the biggest problems that we had in the first place was wheelchair users and, and an airline that didn't quite understand what we needed. Right. We spoke to that airline, yes, which was Ryanair. All right. And they put an enormous amount of effort into making sure that wheelchair users were catered for properly and that their staff understood it. And they've done a really good job. And of all of the airlines yes. that I've ever known, the one that I can absolutely recommend for people with wheelchairs with disabilities the staff to know what they're doing nowadays is Ryanair. Oh, that's just fabulous. Thank you for sharing that, Andy, because that's yeah, going to... Really, I, I find that incredible. Yes, absolutely. What um, What's wrong with the other airlines? What, what do you think needs to be improved with them? I think that Ryanair just listened that little bit more and put a bit more into training. Right. Do you think you're going to establish a centre anywhere else in the world? I wish that other people would. Really do. It's, yes. it, it's busy, it's working, it's ticking well, and um, we really do need some other people to come and uh, and do the same. Do the same somewhere else. Okay, yeah. right. Well, let's watch this space. Um, Andy, you really have achieved some remarkable awards, but in particular, could you tell us about receiving your MBE and the Points of Light? Oh, uh, yeah. The Points of Light was uh, an award, the Prime Minister's Award, actually and that came from Theresa May totally unexpected <laughs> um, but that was the that was the first of them and then um, was the, the MBE which uh, uh, received uh, services to disabled children and their families it's so exciting yeah, <laughs> yeah. Andy yeah, so. and it was the now king that presented it oh wonderful oh that's that's great Oh dear, you you really have done so much. Uh, do you have any other goals or dreams? Um, plenty of other goals and dreams. Right. Um, and you know, I think that 
the biggest one would be to get other people to follow what we've done. Portugal has now become a really good place for, in comparison to what it was 20 years ago for people with special needs. We've got things like um, beaches that are accessible with mats going down to the beach with with beach wheelchairs and attendants that help. Oh gracious, what's a beach wheelchair like? It's um, it's got inflatable wheels really. Oh. And it and it's it's plastic so that it can go into the sea. And which beaches do that in the Algarve? Um, well Fazetta is the nearest one to us, but there's several now that do. But um, yeah, Fazetta is absolutely wonderful. Wow. Uh, do you know any yeah, other countries? You know, sorry, Andy, do you know any other countries doing similar? Yeah, certainly Tenerife does. I know that there's some in Greece. They are becoming more and more um, used and, and, and accessible now, yeah. What country would you suggest next if someone's interested in doing what you've done? What country would you sort of say you think would have great appeal? I think any country that's not too far to travel. Right, you, sort of Europe. It's warm, yeah. Yes. Yeah, southern, yes. southern Europe. Southern Europe, yes, where it's warm. And, um, and there's plenty of places in Portugal as well. Um, Spain, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Croatia, some of the beaches down in Croatia would be wonderful for it. Oh, brilliant. Anything else, Andy, you want to talk about today before we finish off that you want to share? Well, I think it's... Um, I think that the community that we're talking about are totally inspiring, um, and they really are. We have um, we have our own charity, which is the Twenty Four Seven Special Needs Holiday Trust. Okay. And some of the schools that we deal with, the most profound of special needs, even hold their own fundraising so that they can present things like special needs toys and and that so that when people go on holiday they can come on holiday and not have the expense that they would have had if they'd have had to have supplied some of them themselves and you know special needs schools raising funds for special needs children i find it's just incredible but that's what they do that's that is that's wonderful Absolutely wonderful, Andy. And you've got on. I'm going to give the listeners all the details of the two websites for your uh, taxi service company, Amphor Centre Algarve, and how people can get involved and and volunteer and help raise money uh, to to carry this on. It's it's just such a yeah. wonderful thing. That that's great. The the, the company twenty four seven yeah um, takes children at school. Yeah. That's full that's fully paid employment. Right. And that's literally nationwide. So you, you have the details of that. And I have the, yep. the, the holiday centre is in the in the Algarve and um it it has about three hundred and sixty days of beautiful sunshine. Oh don't we know Andy, don't we know? It's fabulous. <laughs> Andy, I want to thank you so much for what you've shared with us today. Uh, regarding the wonderful services you provide to all of those with special needs. You really are making an incredible difference helping others and it is reflected in the numerous awards that you've received. An amazing achievement. Um, So more information can be found on Andy's website, 24x7ltd.co.uk 
and centeralgarve.org. We wish you all the best in your ongoing ventures, Andy, and thank you so much. Thank you very much, Deborah, and thank you for all of your help in selling us the Centre Algarve. It was my pleasure, Andy. No, thank you. This is Deborah signing off.